Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends. Welcome back to Above Par. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, I just want to repeat, I appreciate all the comments about y'all finding some good value and content out of that podcast that is helping you with your game and your life. And I love hearing about that. And I'm uh, I'm glad that you can extrapolate out what is valuable to you and relevant to you. I just love hearing all about them. So please keep sending in emails to me. And if you have any topics that you want to talk about that I haven't discussed, something that is uh, you're struggling with, please send me an email, Kathy at Kathy Hartwood. Dot com and let me know, and I will, um, if it's appropriate, <laughs> I'll do a podcast on it. So today, this was something that I teased about that I was going to talk about on the podcast, and I've had some people request that I do it, and that is drinking on the golf course. And drinking, I'm going to talk in the context specifically about drinking, but really it does cover a bigger bigger umbrella of buffering, which is include, could be eat, eating, could be getting on your phone, could be smoking, smoking whatever you smoke. Anything that we use on the golf course to distract us from a feeling or an emotion is called buffering. As a society, we do a lot of it. And they give our brain this big hit of dopamine, something to feel good about, that our brain kind of goes, well, that's way easier than me having to deal with an emotion or deal with an uncomfortable thought or an uncomfortable feeling. So it it can become a big habit. And I want to talk about drinking on the golf course and just what its effect and just some red flags for you if it's something that you do. And I want to start this by saying like, I am not a person who does not drink or telling you not to drink on the golf course. I just want you to like your reasons why you're drinking. And maybe there's a way for you to look at this as an opportunity for you to have some more growth in your life and just some awareness around it. I am absolutely not against drinking. I named my dog Stella (laughs) after my favorite draft beer and her middle name's Rita for margarita. So I'm not I'm not against drinking. I just want you to like the reasons that you're drinking. I just want to bring your attention to that. One of the things that booze does, and I use the word booze because I'm not very good at saying alcohol. It takes a lot of effort for me to pronounce it right. It's one of those words that my kids are always like, mom, say alcohol. There's a bunch. I have a whole like probably about 12 words that at Thanksgiving dinner, we go through and say, mom, say those words because I can't pronounce them very well. I'm just going to say the other word is rivalry week. Like... (laughs) Can you say rivalry week? I I can't say that one. But anyway, um, especially fast five times. But so let's talk about what booze actually does in your system. I know you probably know this, but I'm just going to list them out. It has a relaxing effect. It reduces tension, which some of us might think that's a good thing. That's why I'm doing it. It's helpful for me. It lowers your inhibitions, which might be you going for shots that maybe you necessarily wouldn't go for, trying to hit it into places that you normally wouldn't try and do. Poor concentration slow reflexes, slow reaction time, reduced coordination, that's a problem, and slower brain activity, right? So that's what happens in our system. Of course, the impact of drinking is different for everybody, depending on how much you actually drink and your body is used to it. But those are the basic impacts for it. But why it's a problem for you to play your best golf is remember, there's two steps for you to play your best golf. One is that Figure out how, what state you need to be in so that you can play or perform your best. I say that's usually one of the three C's, calm, certain, or confident. 
And then your job is to hit as many shots from there as possible. How I help people is I help you figure out why you can't do that, <laughs> why, what's getting in your way, why it's a problem on certain shots, coming up with some plans and some processes to help you get back to being calm, certain, and confident. Now, we can think that having a drink or drinking on the golf course is going to help us be calm. The problem is, is the reason that we want to be calm or calm might be a very useful state for you to play your best golf is that it also allows you to focus and concentrate and make good decisions. Booze might help you calm down, but it doesn't help you focus and concentrate and make good decisions. The other problem with drinking on the golf course is you're never going to really maintain that same amount of buzz that you're getting from your drink for four hours. So there's going to be inconsistencies in there, and it's going to show up in your performance. And then what happens, especially if you want to start playing better and feeling better about your golf game, you're judging your results based on something where you had something in your system that was affecting your ability to relax or concentrate, or coordinate your body, or have good tempo, or make good decisions. And as we know for sure, drinking can be a habit. We can find this evidence that, oh, I play well when I have a drink. I play better if I have a couple drinks. And then when you go and play in an event where you don't have a drink, the opposite is going to be true. You're going to say, I need a drink to play better. That's why I didn't play better. So now we're giving away so much power and control to a substance. And we can believe that story very much because we have a lot of evidence in it. So there's likely three reasons why you're drinking on the golf course and see if any of these resonate with you. And like I said, I just want you to like your reasons why. I'm not saying you don't have to, you have to stop. I'm not saying don't drink and play golf. I'm just saying if you're trying to up-level your game and you're using booze to help you perform better, it might be something worth looking at because I think it's only going to take you so far with your golf game. Okay, so the first reason is you're going out and playing recreational golf. You grabbed your buddies. You're gonna have a, you're planning to go out there and drink all day, have a good time. You really don't care about your score or your results. You're just goofing off. Right? It's a, a little weekend hobby, and you've decided this is what I'm gonna do. This is not a problem. Tons of people do it. And this is what I want to make sure you do that because you're going out there and drinking with your buddies and having a good time and you're not caring about your results, it is also not an opportunity for you to beat yourself up over topping a shot or hitting it in the water or messing up on the green or in a bunker. It's not an opportunity for you to beat yourself up. And this is where it runs into a problem is we go out there and we play golf, we have a bunch of beers, we're having a nice time, but then we also beat ourselves up because we're not playing very well or we're scoring very well or we're making stupid mistakes which for sure happens when you're drinking. So if your intention for the day is to go out there and have a good time and you're planning on having a bunch of drinks with your friends, then you want to make sure that your results are not going to matter that much because for sure it is going to impact your ability to score and play your best golf. All right, so number two is that you use booze before you go out and play to relax. You feel uptight, you're feeling tense, Right, your body is very tense and you want to have a drink to help you relax. That for sure is one of the things that booze does. It helps you relax. But you have to know when you're doing that, you're also giving up your ability to make good decisions and concentrate and maybe some of the rhythm or tempo in your swing. I, for one, cannot I have a group of friends who play golf and drink quite a bit, and they're always encouraging me to drink or out there play it. I can't do it. I I say I'm 15, I can nurse a drink going in (laughs) before I get to the 19th hole. For sure, I'll have a drink at the 19th hole, not a problem. But for me, I'm already pretty relaxed over the golf ball, so I could literally chunk a putt. I think I could lay the sod over a putt. I'd start swaying, I get loosey-goosey, I make make horrible decisions, 
It's just not a good place for me. And we joke because if I'm up in our little matches, they for sure are trying to get me to have a drink. because It messes me up so bad. But sometimes I play with people and they play, they swing so much looser on the golf course. I would much rather you take ownership over that. You can control the amount of tension in your body by what you're deciding to think. It's so important to understand that your thoughts are creating your emotions. Your emotions are showing up in your body. That tension is coming from a thought that you're having and not taking control and ownership over and managing. Your growth as a golfer and as a human is to learn how to manage those thoughts, not use booze to help you manage those thoughts, because for sure that is not going to create a very good pattern or habit for you. And you're for sure not opening yourself up for growth in that area. So the second reason is that you're having a drink so that you can relax a little bit more on the golf course. If you like that reason, that's fine. Understand that you're giving up your ability to make good decisions and concentrate, and you're going to have to figure out how to get on that drip (laughs) throughout the whole round so that you can maintain that level of calmness in your body. Number three is that you're using booze to buffer over an emotion, a negative emotion that you're trying to escape or avoid. This can happen when, let's say, you have a rough front nine and you're not playing very well and you hit the turn, you go to the halfway house, you grab a couple beers or drinks and you go on the backside because you don't like the feeling of disappointment or anger or embarrassment, right? So you're trying to get past those emotions by using some booze to help you feel better. For sure, it helps you feel better. It helps you forget about that emotion temporarily, but you haven't learned anything from that experience. You haven't learned how to process those emotions and deal with those emotions. They're coming from a thought, right? And all those thoughts that are going around your head, maybe sometimes we have too busy of a brain and we just want to drink to quiet down our brain. Just what happens is we create this habit of doing this. Like I said before about reason number two is we create this habit so we can jump quickly anytime we're having an uncomfortable emotion to having a drink so that we can feel better. We do a lot of this in society because, like I said in the beginning, we have so much stuff available to us. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. Let me get on my phone. Oh, I'm a little bit sad. Let me go grab a tub of ice cream. I'm a little bit stressed. Let me have a drink. Where you're going to grow as a golfer and as a human is to deal with the emotions, the reasons that they're there, not make them mean anything, not try to escape them because I promise you they don't go anywhere. They're still there. You're just putting some ice cream on top of it or some beer on top of it. And you haven't learned how to deal with them. Because when you go out and play in a tournament or an event where you're not drinking, now you're left to deal with all of that. And you don't have the skill or the muscle to be able to manage all your thoughts and emotions on the golf course. Negative emotions are not a problem. They're going to happen. When we think we're, they're a problem, that's when we go and try and escape from them with using all these other substances or outside things that help us buffer away from us. It gives our brain this little dopamine hit so that we instantly feel better so that we don't have to experience a negative emotion, right? You make a double bogey, you flag down the beverage cart, girl. You're like, oh yeah, I need a drink. Why? What are you trying to avoid? What emotion are you not willing to feel while you're out there? What would happen if you actually experienced that emotion? Those are questions worth asking yourself because if you're doing it on the golf course, you most likely are doing it off the golf course. And I think for you to live a really full life is to not buffer over your emotions. For you to be able to play your best golf is for you to experience all the emotions. If you could get to a point where you're like, you picked your worst emotion, the one that you like the least, you're like, nope, not doing that one. Like, I'm not doing vulnerability. I won't do anxiety. I don't want to feel humiliation. I don't want to feel embarrassment. I'm not saying they're nice to experience, but when you're willing to experience them because you know 
that it's part of the human experience and you also know that it's not a big deal, then what is there that you're not willing to do? The thing that holds us back from experiencing so much in life is our fear of emotions. We end up living in this small little box of emotions. We only get a little bit happy and we only get a little bit sad, right? We need that contrast on a spectrum. The more we're willing to experience a negative emotion, the more of a positive emotion we also get to experience in life. So I just want you to look at the reasons why you might be drinking or buffering for different things out on the golf course. Are you deciding I'm just gonna go out and have a good time? That's my reason, but I'm not gonna beat myself up if I don't play very well because of course I shouldn't play very well because right? I'm inebriated. Number two, you're using it to reduce tension in your body. And do you like that reason? Or do you want to learn how to purposely reduce that tension and produce that feeling of calm? And number three, you're using it to get past or avoid or escape a negative emotion. And how else is that showing for up for you off of the golf course as well? So again, I'm not against drinking. I'm not against drinking on the golf course at all. I just want to show you a couple reasons and why we do drink and how we can create patterns for ourselves. And the areas for you to really grow on and off the golf course is for you to be able to process any emotion that comes your way. That is a superpower skill. And that is the skill for you being able to perform your best golf is to purposely get into that motion or that state where you can make your best swings. All right, you got this. If I can help you at all, reach out to me at Kathy at Kathy Hartwood. All right, have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. 